0: Blog Talk Radio. Look in my eyes. what do you see? The cost of
1: tonight WWE Raw went to old school WWE Raw Pyro in the beginning where was Monday Night Raw, Cleveland, Ohio but Pyro in the beginning an opening and I think that's fairly decent from what WWE Raw has been, you know and I will discuss the Shots fired by Seth Rollins, you know, probably the most talked about subject on all the fucking podcasts. is the fact that he took some verbal shots at competition that are known as AEW. And for those of you who do not believe it is war, that's fine, that's your own beliefs. I will get into all of that later tonight, but for now, I'm going to stick to a format of sorts. Because I watched Monday Night Raw and it did get straight to action, you know, with Ricochet versus McIntyre. <laughs> uh, and the winner I believe most of all was probably yeah Ricochet. One and only. Takes a hold of me. So also, folks, King Velasquez showed up in. And- Rock and Roll Hall of Fame town tonight, Cleveland. Teasing Crown Jewel, you know, I, Shelton Benjamin picking on Rey Mysterio. So Kane Velasquez came to Rey's rescue yet again. Let's see here. Rusev gets a little bit of revenge. He got arrested by supposed authorities, you know. Okay. McIntyre defeated Ricochet. Holy shit. Well, the Claymore kick. Draft picks, you know, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Aleister Black. Aleister Black, Jason Reynolds with Black Mass. AOP had another, you know, pre tape promo. And it was about them coming back and wreaking havoc. Andrade, Siena, almost defeated Sinkara with the help of Zelina Vega. Sunil Singh beat R Truth. The Viking Raiders beat Curt Hawkins and Zach Ryder in convincing fashion. Um, that's Rollins, you know, and Humberto Carrillo, that was a pretty damn good back and forth match. Anyway, Street Profits they beat Carl Anderson and Miguel thanks to well, uh, bueno. Kevin mm-hmm. coming to the aid of Montez Ford. What mm-hmm. the.
0: Do-ba-do-do-do.
1: Oh, there was a six-man tag, but they didn't happen. that didn't
0: happen.
1: I want to say, yeah, Montez Fortune would be the only feature of the Street profit, So, sorry, for It the other dude name? I'm just kidding. Chod, you guys are fucking assholes. Can't let me off the hook, can you? I know his name. I'm just answering your question, sir. Angelo Dawkins. My God, dude. Can you guys not wait? God. This audience on Instagram is hilarious to me, and you know why. If you have any questions, wrestle underscore radio. I'll be glad. Answer them You have patience that is my word. So Shots fired at AEW That turn a fire with much much more If you don't think this is a war Like I said I will get into this later But the quality of tonight's WWE Raw It was better than what it has been And Um not totally like OMG. I have to tune in to Monday Night Raw. Not that Monday Night Football was any better. I think that most of us, unless you were Patriots or Jets fans, which lack thereof. Trust me when I say this: the Jets couldn't get ratings that they tried, and only have one win. That's by fortunate circumstance because Darnold. I can't believe. Just looking at that game, folks, compared to Monday Night Raw tonight, I would – it would be a safe bet to say that after looking at the Patriots beating the holy hell out of the Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 36 points, my God, my God almighty, I'd rather watch Monday Night Raw than that train wreck. Seeing how Darnold had three turnovers and normally I don't do an ESPN coverage like thing of of the uh, Monday Night Football but for a show that averaged 10 million plus viewers on Monday nights, WWE Raw might actually have had a better chance tonight. Start off the action with Ricochet. I mean that was a That was a decent match. I mean, every match was back and forth, so it had good, you know, action. There's some matches that really uh, exuded a question asked type reaction, like uh, the Viking Raiders versus Hawkins and, and Ryder. The night Maureen is all I can tell you. The Viking Raiders really dominated that match. So, yes. Well, wow, only eight minutes in, and I'm still trying to uh, get rid of this ugly pop-up that says, the Skype integration for hosts is currently under maintenance. Please connect to the host line with Direct Connect by phone. Can you guys quit advertising this bullshit because it's going to pop up, but it's okay. i tell you this. I have 51 minutes left on Russell Radio Network. Lady Lynn will not be available. She's feeling a bit under the weather. Uh, I know she hasn't been on the show in three weeks. Like I said, things happen. Not always healthy. We're not always, you know, going to be able to aid me. She's not always going to be able to aid me. Uh, for every show And I've done this solo for the past, well, be here three years. But I digress. My overall thoughts on tonight's show... Was that it had a good flow to it. Now, for it being in Cleveland, I'm surprised that. Well, no, I'm not surprised anywhere it goes. WWE is going to draw an audience, and for those of you messaging me saying not as good as AEW, that's fine. You know, all I'm going to tell you is I've seen this kind of shit before. Although it was on a different wavelength and a much different time period and also a different century, let's just face it. WWE versus any company, what will be the end result? Question mark, I don't know. We'll see as time goes by. Will AEW put WWE out of business? Uh, Again, I don't know. Have the tides changed and has fortune reversed itself? I've been over this before. Some of you seem to think that AEW is the answer to all or WWE is the answer to all. Maybe it's the fact that it's two companies putting forth their best efforts Possibly that there's no war that this is you know just a one big competition thing healthy competition thing. I think to me, in my opinion, for those of you who have been asking me what I thought lately of n x t and a e w have you ever stopped to think that you're watching both and you're helping both companies out also. My true opinion on this is In some instances, yes This has become a wrestling war Even though one company says We're going to focus on our own shit And the other company says We're not worried about their shit I call bullshit You guys have to watch one another In the privacy of your own hotel rooms Or wherever the fuck you watch the shit Come on Why wouldn't you want to see What your competition is doing That's just my take on it. Because the WWE has been through this before with WCW. And it was a lot more as maybe it was a lot more intense or just as intense as it is today. Because last time I checked after watching AEW And its debut in October second. I can tell you, there's a reason why they never went head to head on Monday Night Raw because, well, sometimes people learn that if it goes head to head on Mondays, it really, at this point, with all the affordabilities of social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. It could have pushed either way And I don't know what would happen If AEW debuted that day And some of you are saying Well You don't know what you're talking about AEW is a new hip thing They beat NXT in ratings Well like I said before The previous week They were down 28% In viewer in viewership you know, On TNT Because you know some fresh faces want to say, oh, it's wrestling, you know, TNT, cool. I haven't seen this since WCW. And then they slowly but surely say,
0: <clears throat>
1: well, who's, you know, who's the main person for AEW? Some of you might recognize Chris Jericho. Others of you may recognize Cody Rhodes or Dustin Rhodes. But I know I was supposed to start talking about my overall feeling of Monday Night Raw, and I did. I said it was much better than it had been, you know, with the whole intro thing, and now superstars are allowed to have pyro. That's great. That's not my – I just – I just would like to see a show, and I did. So I saw it was okay, wasn't over the top and it had some entertaining aspects too like Kevin Owens being the third man for Angelo Dawkins and Montez Flores street profits so now does that mean Kevin Owens is going to make more impact on the red brand I don't know what I do know is that ever since AEW's arrival it kicked it force someone or some company to kick things into gear and make product a lot better. Some of you say WWE lacking a few things, which mm. it's not totally untrue. Lacking a few things like continuity and storylines, uh, feuds that continue instead of just disappear. Certain things I'm just listing off that some of you have uh, messaged me to read on the show. Me look, Kevin. It's not all that bad. Some say, oh, you're just jumping on the WWE train all the time. Look, dude. I really don't want to hop on AEW's train either because, look, like I've told majority of you, I've been through wrestling wars before, and for those of you who do not think it is a war, allow me to fair warn you: Off the Rails Uncensored is full of explicit content. It is not this content is not suitable for minors. This is also a copyrighted show. It was christened. March 7,
0: 2016,
1: if you have an issue with this show, I am not responsible for the end results of your child being called to the principal's office for repeating every obscenity that was said during the show. Also, if anyone tries to reproduce the likeness of the name off the rails uncensored, you will be fined $45 and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Also, I do not own the rights to Glasgow Cross by Nikki Cross, CFO, 2019, Incorporated and WWE producer Jim Johnson. I am well aware of the usage of this content. Buckle up, fuckers It's time to get inside the head Of good old Brian Russell Enter at your own risk And please, by all means Keep all hands and feet inside the ride Enter my brain if you dare Now, let's just get to it Dig it. <laughs> ha, ha. couple of weeks now, WWE has been around well for 50 plus years, there are people that are so wrapped up in the fact that well, these are the numbers, this is what I base my fandom off of, that's fine, then there are those who just want to see a show like moi, and others, you know, other wrestling fans, and they say, this is the reason or these are the reasons for why we tune in to WWE Raw, or these are the reasons why we stopped watching Raw, why we stopped watching wrestling and then got back into it because of AEW. Okay, let the claws come out, because Seth Rollins said at a press conference when a fan asked him nicely, so what if you and Kenny Omega were wrestling in a match at WrestleMania? You know, what kind of match... Do you see yourself in? Seth Rollins said, you know, you kind of answered your own question. It was obviously at WrestleMania that you wanted the match at. And then proceeded to say, well, when Kenny's done wrestling in the minor leagues of professional wrestling, AEW, a show, you know, or a company, I should say, that has barely been around, you know, as far as mainstream TV goes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the uh, geez. The original networks that housed WC or showcased, I should say, WCW shows back in the day, Nitro, and there's Dynamite, there's a lot of similarities, folks, between WCW and AEW. It, it looks like the show that was produced... Alongside, you know, oh, let me rephrase it. It looks like a show with modern day graphics, you know, if WCW had those type of graphics back in the day, then instead of Nitro, it's Dynamite. There's three announcers there was Mike Tenay, Tony Schiavone, and Bobby the Brain Heat, and God Rest Your Soul. Now it's JR, Excalibur, and oh, Tony Schiavone. Shavani is very legendary in this business. You know, the two voices of the Monday Night Wars. Um, I'm just trying to list off facts before I go in depth and what I'm going to say. So here it is. If I was to go into detail of what Seth said, or not go in detail, but just go in depth. Basically, folks, loyalty. I mean, if you really want to know why, I couldn't answer why, but maybe we just look up Seth's uh, net worth here. It may be partially the reason. Like I said, I don't speak for him, but I'm just guessing. Okay, so Seth Rollins is an estimated total over $4 million. He's, you know, he's wrestled with multiple promotions. I know that. But, uh, it says, okay, pro wrestling legend Sting has described him as the most talented pro wrestler he has ever seen or worked with. So it says he signed a developmental contract in August 8th of 2010 and wrestled in WWE's developmental territory of FCW made his un WWE debut in a dark match. Prior to SmackDown taping, defeating Trent Beretta in FCW, he became the inaugural FCW 15 champion. And on February 23rd, 2012, he defeated Leo Kruger to become the FCW heavyweight champion. After FCW was rebranded into NXT, Seth became the inaugural NXT champion. So he was the first... In the long line of first in his young rookie career, uh, let's read Kenny Omega's notes. Shower. Kenny Omega has a bit of a different path than Seth. A A A Triple AEW WWE. Let's see here. See, folks, I think some of you don't know this. Some of you do. Mm, well, <clears> here. <throat> I know I've read it to you before, but I'll do it again. Japanese professional wrestler Boson and Kenny Omega. I'm not going to read his real name because it's very Markish. Okay. It's better known for New Japan. He's an executive vice president of all elite wrestling. Is there anything wrong with a wrestler shaking up the uh, suit deal, you know, in professional wrestling? No. I don't think so. He has a residency in Katsushika, Tokyo. Uh he's six feet tall. He's about two twenty nine. He's from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Same jurisdiction as Chris Jericho. Okay, he's known for his career in New Japan. He was the IWGP heavyweight champion. IWGP United States Champion, IWGP Intercontinental Champion. So he is a member of the Bullet Club. Okay. He's known as the leader. He's the only non Japanese professional wrestler to win the G1 climax. Let's see here. He defeated, okay. Let's see. He defeated or, say, Hiroki GoTo. In the 2016 final, sorry if I butchered the name. Let's see here. He's he participated in DDT Pro Wrestling, Jersey All Pro, Lucha Libre, AAA Worldwide, Ring of Honor, and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. He's the current AAA Mega Champion. Blah blah blah. Was current. 2017 Omega was named Sports Illustrated Wrestler of the Year. So let's see here. He's. And top pro wrestling illustrated list of top 500 male wrestlers um, He's got match of the year twice He's You know he's beat Kajika Okada in two out of three falls At Dominion Okay He's received a seven star rating from the biggest Well Dave Meltzer is a well known journalist So I'm just going to say it some people swear by that jackass, but I'm going to tell you right now. Meltzer can give all the stars in the world that he wants, but what I'm going to tell you next about something that most of you will die over. Oh no. Killed the there is of Mr. Meltzer. But that's a different story for a different day. We're here to talk about what Seth Rollins said and the impact It had in the world of professional wrestling You know what folks I bet you People are going to say well if they Acknowledge it they're just as bad Bullshit Shots have been fired So what's to be expected they expect retaliation If they don't get retaliation then They <clears throat> Or he He expects Retaliation from Omega I don't know maybe there might be subtle Jabs is how Corey Graves jokingly said it about his friend Chris Jericho when Jericho won the the inaugural AEW World Heavyweight Championship made the simple mistake of leaving it inside the limo like I said dude some people will make mistakes and you can correct them just as easy and then some people will say stuff Definitely not in the heat of the moment. I mean, you felt the sincerity of what Seth was saying at Fed Press Conference. He wasn't opposed to the idea of a match between him and Omega. He said when he gets done wrestling in the minor leagues I think that was a statement to say, hey, you know, I'm loyal to the company I work for. That's that. I'm not gonna totally psychoanalyze Seth's reasoning. But it was kind of fun to just shoot the shit about what was said at said press conference because the kid did ask the question if him and Omega were to wrestle. So he answered as honest as honest could get. And I'm sure Omega had something to say on Twitter. I mean, look, actually, why didn't I just be the lovely, lovely jubbly and take a look see through Twitter. Okay, well, let me see. Do but do. Holy crap! <laughs> it says Mottie Factory. My first defense, proud of the match, proud of my friendship with Cody. The rest of it will be dealt with any time. Jesus. That's an old tweet. So the last tweet, that's not a pen tweet. I'm just uh, I'm just looking to see if he responded, folks, because it says two hundred and fifty people. It says M-O-T-Y Factory. Critics hate me, but kitties, doggies, and most animals love me. For business inquiries, please contact... Oh, no, that's his intro. There's a pen tweet. Okay. So he hasn't tweeted as of the moment. That was on July 8th. 2018 I gotta look at this Yeah his last tweet Oh He retweeted 11 hours ago But anyways his response yeah, to, uh, to Seth Rollins We don't know when it's going to be But I'm pretty sure That that kind of Resonated in his ear Saying you think that I wrestle for Minor leagues do I I don't know. He probably chuckled and said, "Okay, I'll show you minor leagues on Wednesday night." Obviously, it is a big deal because AEW has had a solid two weeks in a row of over a billion viewers. You know, again, going head to head against NXT, but. you know there's going to be shots fired. Even before AEW aired on October the 2nd, I was at Hall of Fame. They probably bleeped this part out when Hunter said, go ahead, chant the name of a company that's going to go out of business in five years. And then when my father-in-law outright owns it, so that, you know, shut the mouths of people that were chanting that at Hall of Fame at Barclays and I remember this very vividly because I remember a friend of mine who went to Ring of Honor, and I think that was the last event Cody Rhodes, yeah, it was the last event Cody Rhodes was at or performed at Ring of Honor. So the rivalry started a long time ago, and what I said earlier, some of you, Do not believe that this is another war. When in fact both companies are competing against one another, not just for ratings but for pride, does this create more work? Yeah, because I'm a journalist, and this is a freaking plethora. This is like a smorgasbord's worth of stuff to report to the masses. And it's not that hard to see that, yes, AEW beat WWE NXT head-to-head, with WWE barely averaging, you know, over 700,000 viewers in the first hour, and then, you know, up to the final hour of 868,000 in the first week that they went head-to-head. So WWE said, congratulations. No, your ratings victory, but that's not going to stop them. Because I mean, I still watch WWE NXT. And some say, well, you know what's going to happen. You know what the predictability is with WWE. That may be true in some areas, but okay, that's like I said, that's like going to a magic show and telling your kid. By the way, the rabbit's going to pop out of the hat, and by the way, he's going to get out of the predicament by, you know, when he's handcuffed, he's just going to use a certain kind of key that's in his fingers, blah, blah, blah. Or when he saws the girl in half, you know what the trick to that illusion is? Blah, 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 blah. I've said this a million times, I just want to see the show, I don't, I don't want to know the story before it unfolds. And, yeah, a lot of times wrestling can be fairly obvious. That's why they call it entertainment. (laughs) Entertainment. Hmm. It was to define that word because a lot of people may misunderstand what that word truly means. So I, the cheesy bastard, am going to read that definition to us all. Because, I mean, entertainment. (laughs) Definition. The action of providing or being provided with amusement or enjoyment. Some of you might be saying, well, WWE is pure amusement because look at the bullshit they put on at Hell in a Cell. They probably did not think that it was going to have a lot of backlash, you know, with the uh, controversial finish at Hell in a Cell, but look what happened. Also, some of the wrestling world was thinking that Sasha Banks was going to win the championship from Becky look what happened sometimes you cannot predict what wrestling will do and that's the beauty part of it that's why I believe in my heart of all hearts that there is kind of actually there is a wrestling war on Wednesday nights because it's head to head that's like saying Two NFL teams are out on the field, but they're not really out to beat each other. They're just, you know, there for friendly-spirited competition. Again, I call bullshit because for somebody to sit there and tell the world, you know, for people how to feel and give perception is not wrong. Giving per- yeah, giving perception is not wrong. However, saying there is no war, hmm. Because the fans are at war with one another. Does that mean there's war? Eh, Yeah, you could say that because one fan base still believes in their nonsense and the other fan base believes in their nonsense. So I'm referring to both AEW and WWE. Me personally, I like watching both because this, to me, is kind of like I get my choice to flip back and forth. If if NXT is not satisfying, I can just go, okay, AEW. If AEW is taking too long, then I can flip it back, or I can just fucking DVR the shit. Now, I don't have to get the lovely process of uh, pre-recording, you know, setting up the tape, you know, VHS, then hitting record, or having it automatically record, Five minutes before and ten minutes after, depending on the length of the fucking tape, I don't have to go through that process anymore. That's the beauty of dvr and AEW. Even though I do catch it back and forth between commercials, I still want to see the whole kit and caboodle after the fact. If I watch one or the other, I don't know. I really don't jump ship. I like to see what's out there and they say well you're missing a lot you're going to bang your head in you're going to miss the quality I'll just let you figure this shit out for you. look if you just watch one that's fine if you decide to watch AEW over WWE more power to you if you decide to watch NXT over AEW more power to you but you know the title of the show is Shots fired at AEW, the return of Pyro, and much, much more. Yeah, the return of a fresh hatred, the fresh rivalry. I mean, isn't that kind of what's going on right now with 23 minutes and change to talk about? Before I said, Wayne, that, oh, for those of you who do not have a WWE subscription, this part of the advertisement. If you don't have a WWE Network subscription, you can go to the website WWE.com, click on the tabs, scroll down, click on WWE Network, sign up free today. <coughs> you get a free a month free, so you, that means you get Crown Jewel and all the other pay-per-views. You can search the name of your favorite WWE superstar, WCW superstar, uh, ECW so on and so forth. It's only $9.99. After your first month, that was free. If you do not have a valid debit or credit card, you can pick up a WWE three-month preloaded card, which is good for, again, three months. So you can go stop at your local stocks, Dollar Generals, Best Buys, FYEs, CVS, Walmart, and Dollar Generals. Again, you must have a valid username, which is your email address. If you don't have one of those? You should get one. It can be Yahoo, Gmail, any email is acceptable. For further questions, contact the WWE Hotline number located on the website, and also you can type it into Google if you do not are not familiar with the WWE Network Helpline. Uh, for more <clears throat> information on a wrestling school. Visit monsterfactory.org. Do not email the office. There's a phone number located on the website monsterfactory.org. If you like to attend a world-famous, number-one-rated wrestling school in the world, go to Monster Factory. You will learn a lot, a shit ton, a crap ton. Just you will learn, period, from the world's best head trainer, owner, and coach, Danny Cage. The man is fucking amazing at what he teaches, okay? Been the two super camps. Don't, still learning a lot. But, again, folks, it's monsterfactory.org. If you want to make your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler, announcer, ring announcer, manager, uh, female wrestler, referee, Danny will teach you. A lot of famous people came for the world famous from the world famous Monster Factory. Sonny, Chris Candido, Bam Bam Bigelow, <coughs> The Godfather, Mosh and Thrasher, The Headbangers, Godfather, D'Lo Brown, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Seamus, Matt Riddle, Damian Priest. For more information, visit monsterfactory.org. Also, if you'd like to follow the World Famous Monster Factory, see their matches. They're awesome, filled Tuesday nights and Saturday nights. You can check them out on the Fight network. Oh, and for Monster Factory merchandise, pro wrestling tees, search on the search engine Monster Factory. Shirts in all sizes. Check out the prices you can't lose by checking out the world-famous Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Again, for more information, check out the website. The number is located directly on the website. If you have any questions, email at your risk, but do not email the office during certain hours. All right, folks. So that does it for, oh, that does it for the advertisements, but now we're on to the shout-outs. What's up, UK, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia? What's up, US of A, Canada? Tokyo, Japan! What's up, Philippines? What's up? What's up, Greece? What's up, Mexico City? All right, enough of the shout-outs. Let's get back to the nitty-gritty. What do I think has returned? Okay? You now have two companies that are going head-to-head. You have WWE and AEW. Some believe it's a war. Some don't. Some may think these are two companies competing in a healthy form that don't give a damn about one another and what they're doing, I, in my opinion, see otherwise. Because if you look at a symbolism that happened earlier this year, Cody Rhodes was seen, you know, smashing the likeness thereof of Triple H's chair. And then, you know, during AEW showcasing the second week, Chris Jericho proceeded to bash the fans who were chanting we the people, said it was a bad idea, you know, creative, you know, terrible, terrible direction of story. So, I mean, you know, and then after that, uh, convention of sorts, Seth Rollins was a, a gracious guest, you know. Fan asked him a question about if he was to wrestle Kenny Omega at WrestleMania, what kind of match would... You have, you know, what would happen if you wrestled Kenny and May? I think he was nervous, the fan was, as Seth answered the question accordingly and said, well, you know, we could have a great match if Kenny would just, you know, stop wrestling in the minor leagues and wrestle for the greatest wrestling company in the world. Some people booed. Some people cheered. You know, even my friend said, wow, you know, douchebag syndrome. Again, you know, people are entitled, not entitled, but they're allowed their own opinion of a certain situation. Is this, you know, the main topic of, of people and they're discussing what's going on? No, because there's also the fact that celebrities are coming back into the fray now in WWE. kane Velasquez, Tyson Fury. I think that we actually... It's a coup when a celebrity comes into professional wrestling because then you get coverage, you get exposure to more networks. Of course they're going to cover it because Lesnar is the only one that got maimed pretty badly by Velasquez, even though I do want to point out sometimes celebrities, if you use too much of them in professional wrestling is – that considered a bad thing. It's just they didn't work as hard as some of the guys in the back. Do they know this? Yes. Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Oh man. So Tyson Fury is gonna knock Braun Strowman out. Some say some say they expect that. And you know what look me personally, like I said. If it's <clears throat> if it's if it means ratings, they're gonna go for it. If it's not, why would they even bother? That's why they picked up Ronda Rousey, who basically, in my opinion, really stunk up the joint. Yes, yeah, she got ratings, man. Nah, now was she the reason for the women, you know, main eventing WrestleMania? Who knows? You know again this is just my opinion, my outside opinion that may actually probably get a lot of flack like it normally does. So I'm just gonna point out When celebrities are now making a comeback, so the return of Pyro you know, during tonight's show and also a lot more that we used to see back in the day of professional wrestling. Does that mean we're going to be seeing more celebrities? God, I hope not. It means the MC or one of the hosts or co-hosts of E.T., Maria... Maria Menudos. She did okay. Snooky did, nah, she did fine, okay, when she teamed with Trish Stratus. Versus, was it Layla and Michelle McCool? But it seems like I told you, celebrities always will get special treatment. Lawrence Taylor, anyone? Some professional football players participated in the Royal Rumble. I guess, you know, like I said, celebrities are not out of the question. It's just that this time, WWE sometimes will hit a snag, and now is one of those snags, Um, I'll explain why. Their ratings weren't exactly the greatest on SmackDown Live. True, Tyson Fury did get a reaction. That's what most people will look at. And also true, yeah, Kane Velasquez has got a lot of pop when he came out tonight, but the crowd in Cleveland, the way they reacted towards him mounting Sheldon Benjamin, and then the submission maneuver because well, when you run out of uh ideas on offense especially going in the ring and doing uh UFC stuff like Rousey, it seems to be a trend. Let's get let's get a UFC guy. He'll do great, you know, in a world heavyweight championship match at Crown Jewel. Again, I'm just telling you celebrities Making their comeback Sometimes works And sometimes it does not So there's a lot of returns Of certain aspects To wrestling in WWE However In 24-7 belt Again don't know what to think about it So that's not exactly A return uh, Here you go controversial footage of a dude going to a restaurant and beating the holy crap or holy fuck out of uh, yeah uh Lashley. So Rusev and Lashley feuding, Lana screening, take him to jail. So that was kind of kind of an homage to WWE Attitude Era. And when people would get arrested on a daily basis, it was Stone Cold or The Rock or Triple H But it was, you know, again, it was the timing It was the, the crowd Getting into Buying, you know, your stories Now it's just like Okay, let's just throw a celebrity out there And see how they'll react and tell you Some of us do not like that Well, you gotta spice things up You have to bring in celebrities What would you do? Again I'm not a promoter and I'm not the person who books this bullshit. And you'll hear me say that quite often, you know, even without Granny Hulkster or Eddie Lynn. The return of Pyro oh, and shots fired at AEW, that was I bet you Kenny's laughing his head off saying, okay, well, you took shots at me, so, you know, why not take shots at Seth uh, when he comes back? I got a color on the line. I got to see. This is on the line, so welcome to Wrestle Radio Network.
2: How you doing? Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What's going on with the listeners out there And listening to the audience This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO I'm moving in my Ric Flair mode tonight So I, I can to join y'all How y'all feeling? I'm
1: feeling good, sir I'm in the middle of my tirade What's up?
2: Oh, that's even perfect, man I got the face of our network I got Dark Chain He's the CEO of Dark Chain Enterprises We love wrestling We come from the old school NWA Ric Flair, the four horsemen we the alumni, you know, uh, we, we're not running around with canes and walkers, but we do understand that the WWE has taken a whole different change. And then we got these other wrestler formats. But uh, I want to kick the floor to my guy, Dark Chain. He's the CEO of Dark Chain Enterprises. If you could, Dark Chain, introduce yourself to Radio Land. Okay, he's not there. All right. We, uh We're moving. Moving at a high level. Um, Let me ask you a question, and I want you to really kind of talk about it. When they started implementing all this on demand, how do you feel that takes away from the live experiences like WrestleMania? How do you feel like that takes away from the experience of actually feeling it? Because, you know, a lot of people record a video, and before they release the results of WrestleMania, you already know who won. So, I mean, how do you feel about that?
1: my thing dude after being like i said i've been on the other side of professional wrestling and nowadays it's harder to please fans or fool them or get them enthralled you know with the story so this is why i say it's a big screw you to dave Meltzer because that douchebag is partially the reason why as you say people are recording it because they want to Tinder you know want to hinge upon what He has to say because He has some inside scoop about What's you know Going to happen on the next Wrestling show or this is Going to happen at AEW this is going to Happen at uh, WWE before you know Like if you have on demand DVRs And all that stuff that's because People are like well I already read the Results you know and this is the rumors According to this guy that Guy not as uh, organic as it used to be back in the days when it was NWA, AWA, WCCW, all the territories back in the day used to have stories that would enthrall the people because they had the superstars or the stars back like Ric Flair, Legion of Doom, Mm. Barry Mm. Wynn, Charlie Blanchard. They had... They had names That could draw
2: people Right Now Yeah Well let me ask you another question Then I'm glad you brought that up um, With you being an innovator With having this podcast And having a radio network With a lot of listeners And if you understand my voice It's very important There's only a couple minutes left in the show That you call and get recorded The caller number is 213 213- Nine, four, three, three, four two, two call, get recorded, so you can get rewarded with a championship belt if that happens, but my biggest question to you is going forth, it's hard to get kids away from their cell phones, and it's hard to keep a storyline when it's so convoluted with nonsense. What do you feel that the hills and the heroes can do as far as presenting their messages when they get the uh when they get that Tony Sabani where they get that speech before the fight. And you know, the biggest thing about wrestling, what makes wrestling, is selling the wolf tickets before the fight. The better that's why Rick Flair was one of the smallest wrestlers. He was like five ten, five eleven, two fifty. But no matter what went on, him and the matches with Ricky Steamboat. And them legends, they carried the the they carried the whole NWA for many years. It'd be one good match and then one good WrestleMania will bring everything back but what do you see that wrestlers can do going into the future to generate more awareness about this ancient art that people say is not a sport, but it's one of the hardest sports in the world?
1: I think that if wrestlers today want to captivate an audience, they have to understand you know, that what they may think is entertaining is not going to entertain the masses. So in my opinion, mm. if you're going to keep if you're going to entertain fans now, some fans like flippy, flippy shit. Other fans, they like grounding down Straight up submission wrestlers like Taz or, you know, they like Mm fast like Kenny Omega who can go full speed or Chris Jericho who can blend it, you know, with I can talk, but I can also back it up. I mean what I say. So it's not that, Mm. you know, they're not entertaining the fans. We're so addicted to our pieces of plastic and glass that, uh, you know, it's like, okay, so if a match is entertaining, it's like, I feel bad for the curtsier dudes and the uh, mid carters because their task is really hard because you gotta understand, like, they have, the promoter has a card to present to the people, so they're like, okay, you're on first. It's hard to keep the fans, like, entertained and, you know, interactive, so my suggestion is Instead of telling the fans what they want or should or should not do, my advice to the boys in the back is just keep doing what you're doing because obviously, you know, the fans who are on their phones, that's going to not be a good thing. But, you know, fans, I've seen the wrestling shows, they have more entertainment value on their phone than they do watching in person when you take that hmm. phone away. But so, hey, pay attention to the. Action they say why You know I'm just you know filming blah 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 so It's like no dude I'm old school I like you know I I put my stuff because I'm a business I'm um, Wrestle Radio Network so I put my shit on Instagram Or Facebook on Twitter Sometimes but that's because I want people to be like Okay this guy gets out he sees the Action that's my thing but if it's The main event I'm paying full on attention And if I'm close enough sure I will take pictures to tell a story, just like the wrestlers should. We we'll need to say it. Tell a fucking story, and we'll be intrigued. Mm. Don't tell a story, right? And we will not watch you. That's the thing. That's my thing. Right. If you don't tell me a story of what your match is or what your feud is, then you're going to end up like. And then people gripe about the whole. Seth Rollins, you know, controversial ending with Bray Wyatt. I agree that Bray should be champion, but maybe to Vince and them, I don't know why they hesitate to pull the trigger with Bray sometimes. But instead of not taking advantage of what the people want, give the people what they want, because if you don't, they're not going to buy your tickets. They're not going to come to your shows. It's plain and simple that you still watch it talk about it. Yeah, talking about it is one thing, but it's a different thing talking about it and being like, "Oh man, it's great to talk about it." Versus, okay, you gave us something to talk about.
2: Okay, I got another question for you, and I and I'm sorry we didn't switch it to an interview. I've been doing radio all my life, and entertainment, radio, wrestling. It all works in together. Now, um. How do you feel about the family not being a family sitting down and watching the Monday Night Raws, the SmackDown and stuff? Because when I came up, we had NWO parties. When it was Hulk Hogan and um and um and the whole NWO, the, the outsiders, Kevin Nash, we would look forward to watching the wrestling and getting a wrestling match going on right there. We drinking beers and we had this thing. You had to get pinned, but whoever got knocked down, that was it. It was one fall, one blow, you know. So we didn't punch each other, but we was trying to slam each other. So we broke a lot of furniture. But I'm saying that that's what we did as homeboys as we got older. But we came from the Bill Cosby times when we was watching TV at a set time. So my question to you is, how do you feel that how on demand, has that helped or hurt the wrestling industry from your standpoint? Um, from
1: my standpoint, like on demand, like, watching network, having the capabilities of DDR, and it's a hurt and a help because those, you know, like some work schedules are pertaining to work schedules, and also you know, a different audience from that time period. So my thing is, if you have, you know, on-demand stuff that helps your company because those you can catch up, they're still going to tally the ratings that way. You know, they tally it by hour. So Monday Night Raw in its first hour, it averaged like uh two point eight six million people. And then in the second hour they tally it it's gonna be two point nine and so on and so forth. But I think, you know, they have to answer that question, dude. I believe that it's uh hurt and a harm because you don't get direct ratings you know, right away like they did before back in the day when it was just normal without all the social media and stuff. I think right that <laughs> day you could have stories that actually make you be upset. It, it's not just the attitude here. I hate when people say wrestling is great the attitude here. know <laughs> so why that attitude here came about because Right, because the Suck it. Yeah, it was because WCW was beating them in the head-to-head wars. So Vince was like, "Okay, I'm gonna come out swinging. We're gonna, you know, come on air. We're gonna announce a new era, about a new era." So he took away from the announce table, got up and decided, "Okay, I'm gonna run my company the way I want it run." I'm going to do some special things, you know, take guys that have never been, take them to the high school and a fucking show. WCW's problem was, and this is my opinion, they did all their freaking great shows on live TV. They did not save it for the mm. big reviews like Stargate and and uh, Halloween Havoc and Ultimate Warrior was by far the biggest bust in wrestling history for them.
2: No, and, you talking uh, about the, uh, Clash of the Champions on TBS. And they did that like six years straight. And I know exactly. That's what Steve and Ric Flair locked in arms for the first time. So I, I'm with you on that. So let me ask you a question. And, and I know I said it was the last question, but you excite me because you really know your stuff. Uh, who is your top three favorite wrestlers of all time in season, out of season? And, and we can't, we cannot put Andre John in there because we lost him before his time. But out of all the other wrestlers that, that's up under the sound of my voice, who would you say would be your top three? Uh,
1: my top three. Let's see here. Okay, uh, the Undertaker is at the top of the list for me because no one had ever seen anything like him. He's unique as all hell. Hell, uh, the sound of that gong. Everyone pops just for that gong. You know who can say they went twenty-one to zero at WrestleMania? I mean, that's like twenty-twenty in a row Uh the other one would be Triple H because The man You love him hate him but he's What you call you know the Wrestler that's textbook to a T The man was trained by you know Killer Kowalski he was You know he knows how to talk he knows how to work Um But Triple H Shawn Michaels Is another one that I like It's a tie between him and Sting For number three Mm. um Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, because during his time period, you know, he's always the underdog. He had the face guys like Yoko That super dog. kick
2: kicked your ass. That super kick kicked yeah. your ass. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, and, and then, too, uh, and yeah. nobody remembered, he was one part of the Rockets before he went on solo. It was the Rockers. It was two of them. He came in as a tag team. Yeah, he I don't know, was not know that. He was
1: supposed to succeed.
2: I remember briefly
1: as a kid, because I remember seeing Mm. his house shows at Madison Square Garden with him and and Marty Gennetti, because, you know, it was before the very first uh, Monday Night Raw in 1993, and I remember that because I was at the very first Monday Night Raw, so I remember that, you know, yes, in the Manhattan Center,
2: I was there. Oh my God! So you you really you really you really are a history of wrestling. God sends me to the best thing. Maybe. And the
1: other thing is, like uh, Sting, because without him, the Monday Night Wars would not have been as you know vital. Without him, he would not have the historic matches between him and Hogan. You know, and his progressing right. and him leaving and coming back. Uh, the NWO Wolfpack A whole lot of Not just that But Sting game was very Very Much an icon You know And he Went one on one With Seth Rollins At one point uh, Him coming at Survivor Series Was like the biggest Pop in the whole World And I saw Yeah he looked like The Crow I
2: remember I remember Swung down Looking just yes. like uh, The Crow That was it He Came in all black Face paint there was Nobody was ready with that bat, or well, nobody ready. But let, let me ask I you a question that. though: Who would you say was who? Who is the best heavyweight championship holder of all time? If you had to put your personal spin on, because you one hundred, you watch it. Who is the best heavyweight champion that you've seen? I'm talking about charisma, holding the belt, taking the big matches, and talking the most shit. Who would you say is the best?
1: You want to say the most poll in that stuff, the most? Ear, you know, I think I'm gonna go. It's a tie for me between three people. What are I talking about? Charisma. Okay, that's Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Sting. Okay. Because Triple H, let's let's just look at the tail of the tape, shall we? Uh, Triple H could get an audience pissed off in five seconds just by his entrance theme. And when he held the title, there'd be, you know, dirty tactics or whatever part of the gimmick for him, you know, to keep the title. Shawn Michaels is the same thing. People were starting to resist him in, in the middle of the For the Attitude Era. So, like, I think, you ask me, they also Sting had the charisma, he obviously had the heart, and everyone wanted him to win the championship against Hogan at Starrcade. And it's just like Mm -hmm. okay, so everyone says you know who has the most charisma. Well, that's kind of a tough one because if we're talking about world champions, also Ric Flair falls into that mix as well. Okay, because you know the sixteen times you win a championship sixteen times, you got to know how to get there, how to win the championship, how to position yourself in wrestling, and by far, you know, one of the biggest still talked about after four decades of uh, history with Rick. i tell you, right. you know, if, if you want to talk about charisma, that's definitely in the area of Sean and Hunter and different areas of charisma, too, because there's different types of charisma. Sean was the lovable character, but also hated, you know, when he was with DX.
2: Triple H,
1: uh there's various versions of him. Nah. Okay. Well, he, he,
2: no, no, he he was a well, super heel but he got stuff in a man. And that right there gave him more props to me on a all time greatest list over Rick Fleur. Because he's a ladies' man, but he never went and hollered at the owner's daughter. That was amazing. I'm saying for me. Well, but I'm, I'm listening.
1: I, yeah, well I mean, here's the thing though. A lot of for fame, I don't, I don't think that's true because Hunter was able to learn how, you know, how to back and forth, work the production. His Love Child NXT anyone? If that man doesn't have charisma, then right. how do you, how do you explain guys like Tommaso Ciampa or Johnny Gargano or right. Velveteen Dream? You know, he looks, he knows because he's been a champion before. He's been a tag team champion. He's been hardcore champion. He has been European champion back when that title existed, which I missed a lot because right. that title actually made sense to me mentally as a fan. Um, as a fan, though, dude, like I said, like three champions that really stood out to me actually for Sonner... Rick uh Jericho okay. Sting, Shawn Michael's the whole list. actually more i like okay <clears throat> but you know like if you look at the guys <laughs> hey, you come on no come on with it man this
2: is your this your show but come on with it if
1: they get a crowd if they get a crowd going dude that's the main thing of professional wrestler. you're supposed to be able to get the crowd going, not. I'm just going to say it straight out. If you, and I've said this before, if you are a wrestler telling the crowd how to feel, you can go fuck yourself because we're the ones that come to see you, not the other way around. You come to see us, I don't know. I don't know if you want to see a bunch of Mark sitting in an audience going, oh, yeah, well, I like this guy because, you know, this this guy always reacts a certain way. There are certain super fans that are around, but, again, the reason why I say don't tell us how to feel is because I'm sick and tired of hearing on my Instagram and everything else. Uh, this is, you know, how you should feel. This is how you should emotions during here, like, no. Oh. I uh, just watch a wrestling show to see a story being told to me. And if you can't tell a story, then you really shouldn't be a wrestler.
2: Man, you, you really are like an encyclopedia. It's like uh, in the Hitchhiker's, Ride, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is all all a computer. Now, you really need to wrestling. My top three favorites of all time is always going to be Ric Flair, number one because all the hip-hop music is influenced by his chit-spitting, then followed by Hulk Hogan. And to close out the deal, and I'm going to have a lot of people tripping off this one, Randy Macho Man Savage. The whole thing with him, with Elizabeth, nobody did that. Nobody had a woman there. Everybody had their gimmicks, but he was the only one that had his woman, and his clothes and moved 95% of the time People can get out of it. So before he could do it, close the moon flying off the elbow, everybody had to see him get go through getting beat up, but he never stopped. Never stopped. I hate when he died. I, man, he he made Slim Jims good. Snap into a Slim Jim. All those kind of commercials, they don't exist no more. So what I'm asking to you is, who would you say is the best tag team unannounced? Uh, you remember they had the superpowers when it was Hogan and the Ultimate Warriors. And when they had the uh, they had a lot of people that they click up. When they click up, they click up off of the uh, the Survivor Series, or or they they build a story right before the major um, pay per view.
1: I think you the best unannounced tag teams would probably psychology ring wise be the Rockers, okay, the unsung heroes of WWE, because uh, mostly everybody's gonna say the greatest tag team alive. Oh, there's no question, dude. It's the tie between the Steiner Brothers or the Legion of Doom because the Steiner Brothers were the all-American athletes. Yeah, have Legion of Doom, who's basically wrestled in every single division you can think of, Japan, Mexico, you know, uh, Germany. There's Legion of Doom posters everywhere. And to me, right. the other unsung heroes probably be, okay, there's a lot of tech, Harlem Heat.
2: Ooh, okay. I, I
1: love. It. What about
2: the, the Dudley Boys? You can't get the
1: Harlem Heat without the Dudley Boys. The well, I think I'm gonna say because Harlem Heat was something you never saw before. They were like a rough, tough gotcha. you know tag team that could basically mess you up just by looking at you.
2: Booker T. You yeah, Booker T. about
1: Booker T. Book- Booker T and Stevie Ray were the team that everyone that says oh, Street Profits remind me of. That's great. The Street Profits are a good tag team, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. But like to me, them cats. The, you know what I'm saying? Everybody copies somebody else's gimmick, and everyone reacts. Well, a, aren't they a rip off of so and so? I don't believe it's a rip off. It's a compliment. Like JTG and Chaz from Crime Time. That's also an homage right. to um, Harlem Heat. Then you know, like, okay. okay, okay, well,
2: that's where the Rock came from. You really know your wrestling. That's where the Rock came from. You really know your wrestling. Oh my God, uh-huh. you go hard with this. Okay, you're official. I'm just telling you, bro. I, I I've been on 4500 radio networks. I stay away from the wrestling shows because the people that's doing the podcast they really don't know the history. I like these artists that's out here now, and they moving in a digital age. But when Goldberg is smashing people seventy eight and zero, you was waiting to come to Monday Night Rumble just to see him get taken down, and nobody did it for a long time. Matter of fact, he didn't get beat to a WrestleMania. You feel me? So it. I mean, okay. Let me ask you this: Who's your favorite announcer? announcer. You got Jim, you got the mouth of the south, Jim Ross, you got uh, Tony Schiavone, you, you you got Jimmy and Gene. I mean, who's your favorite guy that, that really spit the stuff to keep you engulfed in wrestling?
1: There was it's a tie between two. Actually, three. Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, and Bobby the
2: Brain Heathen. I love Bobby the Brain. <laughs> I love Bobby the Brain.
0: Okay,
2: okay. You well, okay. My favorite. Okay, with him I'm going and- I'm to a, I'm a really stomp you on this one. I'm going to stomp you on this one. I, I'm, I'm trying to case you up, but you really know you're wrestling. What would you say would be the first major event when everybody's seen the world get shocked by wrestling? And what I mean by that is when wrestling really got its nuts and when people really say, oh, this is really a sport. What what event would you say not did it for you but did it in the history of wrestling that you know of? Um,
1: well, the very okay. So let's see here: Bruiser Brody versus Abdul the Butcher was one of those things, you know, because they yeah. those both of them, you know, had a match between another, and it was like right. Bruiser Brody was the first of its kind, right? But event wise, I'd have to say. WrestleMania won Madison Square Garden, in 1984 or 85, I should say, because mm-hmm. it was something that was groundbreaking and they were doing it off uh, live circuit television, which meant they could watch it in a movie theater, and they were taking a risk. Mm-hmm. So what Vince and them decided to do it as Howard Finkel's idea. Actually said, the Beatles have BeatleMania, why don't we have WrestleMania? You had right. Hulk Hogan, you had Andre the Giant, you had the Rockets, you had <laughs> You had a whole bunch of Muhammad Ali. You know, this was like groundbreaking for wrestling in general.
0: So like,
2: that's what I was I looking think that's for. Me. That's exactly. Ah. Uh, Go ahead. I know. I'm good to know. That's what you really know yourself. That's what I was looking for. That was the answer I was looking for.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What about when um, ho-ho Hogan slammed Andre the Giant? I mean, what is that rate on your scale of most outrageous, shocking moments? I
1: mean, that's definitely up there in the top five because, you know, no one – Hulk Hogan standing at six with eight, Andre the Giants barely over 7 feet tall. And, you know, Andre's back was killing him. So he said, slam me. I picked him up, barely get him is what Hogan was describing. And then when he picked him up again, slammed him again, gave him the leg drop, and won the title back. So, I mean, that, and then the fact when wrestling, okay, as a whole, back in the mid '90s during the Attitude Era, to me that was, I guess, a momentous occasion when Mick Foley was to win the championship, and then Shivani was told right. by Eric Bischoff and WCW, "Hey, read the results because." we know it's going to be terrible. A guy named Cactus Jack used to work for us, and now he's going to win a championship. That was a moment where you cannot recreate, um, where like, a whole bunch of wrestling fans just were like, okay, you know what? I want to see uh, mankind win the championship.
2: So, Steve, one thing that I love what you're doing is you keeping it 100% real. No matter what nobody say, it's scripted, but it's not scripted. And even though the wrestlers communicate, it's a very special communication. It has to be real. But the biggest thing that I would say is, um, before we had all this information, people bought into reality off of what they seen on TV. They had no other point of reference. So when they did that stuff, and um, and mankind put that put that uh, put sock on one boy, that was real. That was really real, and well, I've I done a lot of backyard wrestling. That shit hurts. I'm gonna keep it 100. So I, hey, just to talk to you, you, you way ahead of your time, and you way ahead of your platform, man. I'm gonna tell you, you gotta keep going. Nobody likes wrestling. They don't like wrestling because they don't understand it. But they ain't never been in a square circle. They never did no collegiate sports. So a lot of people that's breaking wrestling down. They never did it. So it's hard to build something up that you never done before. Does that make sense? Well,
1: I always tell people... What I always tell people is, like, when I started out, you know, I was a punk kid in 2008. And I learned under Kenny Bolin and Jim Cornette. And I can tell you... You said Jimmy Cornette? Wrestling. Yes, Jim Cornette. Oh,
2: oh wow. I learned...
1: You guys, I wanted to be wow. a manager. I wanted... I wanted... Because he was one of my favorite managers aside from Bobby Heen and I was the kid... You're gonna laugh at me, but I didn't really care for Hogan. I just was one of the kids that liked uh, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and Jim Cornette, Yokozuna. Wow. Yes, Val, well, Virgil. That man gambled away a lot of his money. And uh, tell you the truth, man, I don't pay attention to personal because whatever you do in your business is your business, and I don't really, you know, pertain. But when you stand outside with a jar asking for money outside WrestleMania thirty two um, wow. dude like my question what the fuck my happened? question is like Virgil is a gambling man and he also how to put this doesn't handle his money all that well. So he has to go to a lot of conventions to make up that money. He even, you know, said, Well, Ted, you know, he lied to This is what I don't like. He lied to a kid and said, "Well, Ted will be here. Ted will be here." He's, you know, he wasn't anything without me. I said, "I think it's the other way around."
2: But okay. Damn! Like, like, bro! Like, 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 you broke my heart, man. You know what I'm saying? WrestleMania is the mecca of mecca. And not only that, at one point, man, the million dollar belt was an actual card. That was a card for about three years you know what I'm saying like like, like, like. even though Ted D.B. Ozzy held it everybody wanted to get it but if you know this everybody moves into a a leader situation once they get done with wrestling
1: well sometimes in wrestling man some guys don't know how to handle their money and some guys don't know how to handle their personal life just like you know a whole bunch of these wrestlers doing like I said I read stuff that cracks me up because of the shit that Comes out of people's mouths or stuff That they do in, a, in their personal life That they put on for every, every Display for the see. that's why I saying, <clears throat> As a broadcast Journalist as a podcaster I've been doing This shit for three years and I can tell you As a former worker myself Wrestling will eat mm. you In the head and most people will Say well I think that shit's easy So when Sasha walked away For four months Here's the reason why I'm not happy with her You walk away from a company, and you're disloyal, and you're promoting the other competition on your Instagram, and you're putting the other company on blast by unfollowing them like a little child.
2: Oh, wow. Some people are like, wow,
1: on the the level she did that? And I'm like, yeah, she promoted AEW. She's saying, hey, what's up at Cody Rhodes? on Instagram, and on Twitter saying, sometimes you just need to take a mental break. Like, girl, you're not Mariah Carey, so what in the hell are you taking the break from? Okay? Wow. Like, I understand, like, okay, we were standing outside Barclays and I mentioned this story several times. I understand them, you know, if you, if you want to go and work out or relax, do whatever, cool. But my 12-year-old cousin at the time was trying to get an autograph from her. And she straight up mm. rejects her. And I'm like, you do not reject a kid because that's your, that's your bread and butter as an audience, you know. Kids are the ones who believe in
2: everything you do. But not, yeah, not at the practice. venue. I mean, okay, if you're eating with your kids and you're not at the venue, but when you get out of the venue, that's a part of, like, paying money. He throw the football on Sunday. He got to do the after-show interviews, and then he got to do the interviews on Monday. You have no other choice. Whether you want to do it or not, the world needs to no. So
1: she I, also I i feel complains. your fame, man. she also complains about finding stuff at airports and stuff. it's like you know what if I had your opportunity I mean this is just saying I'm not perfect, no one's perfect. I'm not fucking judging. I'm just telling y'all, if mm-hmm. I was the one that was in the position of fame, I'm just keeping it a hundred percent. I would do certain autographs like if I'm eating, no. If I'm outside the arena and I see you and you're polite to me, sure. If you're not polite with me, i will be like, sorry, maybe another time. Like, a gentleman was filming John Cena in the department, store. that's inappropriate because he's in the store. Don't bother him.
2: Right. Like,
1: had it been done, right. he was shopping, can you say, Mr. Cena, can I have an autograph, please? You know? Right. And the guy started spouting off John Cena's real name, and I'm like, that's not ever appropriate that you do to someone. Also, I saw an interview with Seth Rollins where a dude was like, so I talked, you know, I saw your friend CM Punk, don't, uh, Ken, don't generally assume that we're going to be okay with you saying shit about us when you don't know us. Don't call us by our real name is another thing. When someone, okay, for example, if Roman Reigns was standing outside and someone said, hey, Joe, He's gonna look at you like, <clears throat> do I know this person? Do I owe him money? Should I call the cops? Why? Why? That's just my personal. Why? That's just my personal thing uh, on, you know, how people should treat other people as wrestlers as a former worker myself. I know some of these people not
2: personally, but I can say I cannot. I could not. Did be, you like, it get it injured? Cool. What, why are you not wrestling, man? Wrestling is your life. You got injured? I mean, what
1: happened?
2: I don't mean I to I cry, hurt, but hurt. I have to because I feel it.
1: I got hurt after I told the guy no. He picked me up, and uh, I'm not. They said, I can walk, and I can do normal things. I'm just not. I was <clears throat> concussed, and the guy picked me up and did. Proceeded to do a brainbuster after I told him no, and that was that. I was had to go to rehabilitation for. Yeah, domestically, you know, I was trying to tell him give the XM like I can't move. He took it as okay. Let's give him brainbuster go. I protected myself, but I still was hurt pretty bad. Like I had to go through a whole bunch of stuff, rehabilitation, whatnot. And so, I got into wrestling again, had Disenchantment Company.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I'm not going to be a national anthem, okay? I would not, you know, I did not go through wrestling saying it could be a national anthem, and that was that. So, mm. and then I just, mm. I ended up traveling with a buddy of mine for a couple of years, you know, on the independent scene. be do like Sedalia, like Missouri, Elvin, what's up, Leland Race. Uh, you know <clears throat> Not with when raised but Addy's promotions Like uh, New Breed Wrestling Former official From WWE works that promotion Scotty Z So I was just happy You know content and then otherwise You know I just reside in New York Doing a fucking podcast And I uh, Speaking of which I'm going to have to speak on this When some people I say they steal gimmicks And then they don't do much with it. I've taken my shots at this douchebag, but if you happen to know the name Enzo Amore, here's what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) The dude is not... uh, How do I put this? He's wrestling in Ring of Honor with Big Cass now. But that douchebag tried a rap career, but before the rap career... Let's see here, Aiden English, myself. The dude didn't know how to reverse a hammerlock, so here's the story on that. He didn't know how to reverse a hammerlock, so we're all watching in the back. He tries to reverse with the wrong leg, and he's interviewed the next day by Renee Young, and his response to her was... I agree.
2: I'm listening.
1: No, he's like, well, the canvas was uneven. The canvas was uneven. Was his response? It's like, dude, if you don't know how to reverse a fucking hold, why are you here?
2: No, 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 man. I mean, shit, the backyard wrestlers—they get jacked up or better. I'm just keeping it 100.
1: Well, backyard wrestling to me, ooh, do that stuff on your own wrists. My opinion on that is okay. If you're backyard wrestling without proper training, which you get lucky if you know if someone knows what they're doing and it looks great, but some of that stuff is not pre not <clears throat> not you know prescribed to hit you know especially trash cans and the tables and whatnot. Not giving away all the secrets behind the curtain, but uh, if you don't protect yourself with a steel chair shot, if you get hit with glass,
2: come on with, man. Uh,
1: light bulbs. I uh, just saying, saying. the
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not it's made Yeah, you know, it's not made for everybody to do it. But the whole thing is you gotta know what you're doing and you have to have chemistry with that person. That's why um as crazy as it may sound, the matches between Rick Flair and Ricky Steamboat are always gonna be monumental because it was a whole bunch of hate but it was a chemistry and it was a love there. And when they wrestled, it was a choreography. You know, and it's wrestling is choreography to some extent, but you got to have somebody else reading the line. If you got uh, if you got Bobby Fisher playing chess with you, and every time that he open up, he's just opening his king on the first move, nobody watches the chess game. In if you got a good wrestler that can wrestle, but they're not following the script, and y'all not talking, and y'all just wrestling, somebody gets injured at the end of the match. Well, uh, it's.
1: Okay, just point this out, my man. Um, Wrestling, the only thing that's script is promos. The rest of that stuff is planned between the two of us Uh, in a sequence, and they say, okay, I'm going to start out the match. We're going to lock up. I'm going to give you a headlock. I'm going to send you to the rope. Drop down, duck my line, drop kick, you powder out. You take a breath, I'm going to come after you I'm going to come in hot I'm going to send you to the barricade I'm going to get pumped up with the crowd Come back in the ring, you take control The heel Is the one calling the match The baby face Should never call the match Because I'll give you an example Marty Jannetty Homeboy mm-hmm. cannot call a match to save his life Okay <laughs> <laughs> Um. Let's see. Uh, I'm
2: just telling you from I experience I grab a headlock. And it...
1: Hello. Yeah, I'm right Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. So Marty Janetti, he, you know, could not call a that. So, you know, if you, own, if your name is John Cena or Hogan, it's the exception to the rule. But the rule, the golden rule in professional wrestling is. The heel is to call the match because they're the ones orchestrating and making, looking, making the baby face gain empathy from the crowd. That's not the case. Choreographed, choreographed, I wish, because some guys like to call it pig Latin, and that would be the undertaker. If the undertaker calls a match with you, you better pray to God you understand his lingo because he's very old
2: school. The <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker's no joke. No, the Undertaker's no joke. I don't care what nobody say about him. And you said it really well. When you hear that boom and the lights drop, you, I don't want to be in that ring. Oh, hold on. You guys be I mean, I've
1: had the pleasure of meeting some of these guys backstage because I actually do have pictures on my Facebook of me as an extra in the of episode of SmackDown Live in 2016. Oh, wow. That's big. A funny story. I almost tripped down the ramp trying to get into the ring, and that ring is bigger than most independent wrestling rings, so it's kind of a laugh. (laughs) You know? Because the ropes are real stringy. (laughs) The ropes are real stringy, and plus when you get in. I thought, you know, the crowd was pretty cool. I I could hear out the corner of my ear some... Some of my friends and shit, they bleeped out, of course. And then um, we got to separate Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and them. they shoved my friend. But uh, Carl, or yeah, it was Luke who was mouthing words. And it was hilarious because they're like, were you not saying anything? He's like, yeah, man, I was just fucking with you. It was funny shit because we got to experience, you know, St. Louis and then... Uh, Kansas City, which is nicer than St. Louis's Scott Trade Center, just you know, speaking from experience. But uh, that stuff when they plan it, dude, like during the rehearsals, was pretty cool. Um,
2: so I gotta say, oh um,
1: seven, <clears throat> it was pretty pretty. But
2: I mean, you know, wrestling is not what it used to be, man. And at the end of the day. That's why I'm glad I was on the show because, okay, I I can't beat with the whole industry. Thank you. But you're a God in it. Be blessed, bro. You're a God in it, but I want you to really understand that when I hear you speak, you speak from education. You're not speaking situational just because you was a wrestler had a bad rap. No, you actually watched it as a fan before you became, okay, this is what I can do for a living. And as you went down the walk, it didn't turn out. But a lot of people forget about the Jacob Snay robberies, the Bret Hart's. The people that lost their lives in mitigating circumstances, freak accidents, but they were some of the biggest people that everybody came to see. So when you lose a Michael Jordan and the pretend pinnacle of him taking the NBA on his back, the wrestlers always taking a hit. But no matter what goes on, the organics of it is people love a great storyline, and people love when they see the realness and they can relate I, I met Jimmy. Um, Jimmy. Uh, I, I met uh, Jimmy Bohorn, he's a honky man. You know, I, I met all these wrestlers. A lot of the WWF characters and action figures, I wind up in like 2000 meeting them all during events with Ray Mysterio Jr. Um, when at one point everybody from the WWF was going over to the NWA when it was becoming a WWE. Do you remember that? Yes. So I just, uh, I do. As well, far as I'm concerned, man, I, I just, I, I just appreciate and honor you, man. I stay away from wrestling shows, but you just showed me that I got too much knowledge about a lot of stuff. I need to be here. I don't know the new wrestlers, but I don't give them the same respect. You said it. You said exactly why not to, because they don't have the same love for the game. They're coming in to inherit this shit. You know, it's a different situation when you go to a market like two below Mississippi and you are the only person that can bring asses into the seats and you're a player as opposed to going into a multi million dollar corporation and there's forty thousand fans in the in the audience with cell phones and they trying to record their next move. It's a whole different energy behind it. And I I leave it at that, bro. Yeah. Like it might sound crazy, but I respect you a lot, man. Bro, call me after the show, man. Like when I say call me after the show, man, I want to put your your radio network out there on a larger platform. The thing is awareness, and that's what that's what everybody prided themselves off of, in the wrestling arena. Everybody had to make everybody work. You ain't know shit about wrestling until they came, but once they came, it changed your life It changed my life. I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love wrestling and like that. The reason I like Ric Flair so much. Is, he always got his ass whooped every match, but he was the one who looked the best and looked the best losing, and he saw him lost, but he walked some ass before he lost. He kicked ass and took names every day. So, like I say, man, I really respect what you're doing. My all I can do is give you kudos and honor because everybody can get up and put together a show like this. Especially in this comment. All right. That's it, man. I, I'm moving so, out of the way, bro. Please call me at the show. Text message, email, email, send me a smoke signal. Get 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 Jimmy Superfly looking to jump off the top wall after he did the. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just whatever you gotta do, get it done. <laughs> I think you understand how I feel. It's hard to find real. I'm not a fan. I'm a curator. Okay. I'm moving out of the way, man. This has been a great, this has been like, I did 10 radio shows a day, but this is my closing show. I don't even realize how much I that's knew about pretty... Wrestling Call you. you. know what?
1: Hey, that's much appreciated because a call, like, feedback, anything is welcome. I've had guests on my show, like Danny Cage, you know, World Fan Sponsor. I have Travis with Gordon. And I've had Brian Pillman Jr. And mm. let me just say. Yeah, I and I have um, had names on my show, but like I like guests also to call and be more interactive because I feel like if your show's not reaching an audience or having some kind of impact, then you're not really doing yourself as a podcaster. You're not doing your show a service.
2: But you, know, sometimes you gotta get interviewed, and the deal is. When the people are coming to get something from you and they don't know, it's hard for them to ask find the mm-hmm. questions because they just on millennials. They just Google some shit. I was there when the NWO said Hogan is a bad guy. So all this eat your vitamins, take your meals, throw all that shit away. All that shit went out the window when Hogan said, "Wow, wow, wow!" When he played at Jimmy Hendrix, it is a new world order. Everybody's fucked. I was fucked up, man. I went and got high on some coke. I ain't lie. So I had to. Like I, I was like, I can't believe this shit. Like my guy is not my guy no more. And everything about him <laughs> that made him so strong was go eat your vitamins, brother. No matter what you do, brother, you gotta do it like this, brother. We brothers. And then he was Hollywood, and he got Hollywood. But he always could have been Hollywood, but he never was. So when the Ultimate Warrior and him hooked up, I was there. When when the the, the, the they had that wrestling match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. I wasn't there, but I found out years later what it was, but I seen the Flyers. And back in the day, if you wasn't there, you missed it. So the first, to me, the first WrestleMania was when they had NWA versus WWF. That was the first WrestleMania for me. Lex Luger, all of them, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was there. So, I mean, that, that's how I feel. That's great, man.
1: But um, I'm gonna tell you what I gotta I got work in the morning. But I loved having uh-huh. on the show because it's like because I you know look I love the input. I love the phone call. I think it was great convo. It was great back and forth. Great question. I like being asked questions. That's kind of like a role reversal. But I liked it a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the call. But uh, no, I'm
0: I can have to wrap things up
2: hold, oh, around, a hold problem, out, man. man. I, I, I'm sorry to go into overtime, but I, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. You really, you know, your no. wrestling. I seldom get to talk to people right. that actually know about wrestling. They know what they see, but they never lived it. You wrestled. You was a fan, and now you're the president. So this is perfect. Vince did the same thing. Shay did the same thing. We, we are mom now the wrestling. So I, 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 I feel like I accomplished something today. So I'm able to say, peace be with you. Have a great evening. Thank you. You enlightened me. I'm going on mute, bro. I love you. Great job. Great job.
1: All right, folks. And uh, thank you for being on the show, sir. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, if you didn't like, what we're going to end this late nicely. we're still going to do Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. So if anybody else, you know, feel free to call Promote Wrestle Radio Network, Wrestle underscore Network. Uh, wrestle underscore radio I mean on Instagram On Twitter At Brian Rails On Facebook It's WrestleRadio Forward slash Facebook Dot com Spread the word Hit the like button A zillion times Okay folks And if you didn't like What good old Brian Rails Had to say Then I got three choice words For you Forget about it nah. Hit my music I Dig it
0: Look in I'm so of personality, a close personality.